Another great show today. Yesterday, of course, we heard from the champions of the Professional Muskie Tournament Trail. Today, Bass Champs from the International Falls Bass Championships. Great uncle and great nephew, John and Jace Peterson, are up next. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us today. we got a great conversation coming up. Well, I don't know. I think I've interviewed the Petersons over a hundred times if you combine them over the course of the last several years, and there's a reason for that. They're awfully good anglers. Proven again by Uncle John and Nephew Jace Peterson combining for the International Falls Bass Championship this past weekend. Congratulations, guys. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, it was really uh, an amazing tournament for two of the Peterson teams. Uh, I fished with my brother, Dwayne, in that tournament for, I guess since its inception like 15 or 17 years and and we won at one time and and always uh place high and and because we love rainy lake we spend a lot of time up there we know the water we love the water and uh but uh you know time has taken this toll on uh all of us uh my brother uh told me about oh three weeks before the tournament he would have told me earlier, but he wanted to fish us so bad, and all of a sudden one morning he called me and says, you know, John, I hate the call to tell you this, but I think I'm done tournament fishing. I'm 77 years old. My body can't take it anymore. The punishment, especially on a body of water like Rainy Lake, it's a big body of water, and it'll beat the snot on you on those days that the wind blows, you know, from 15 to 25 mile an hour. It'll, it'll shake you up pretty good. And, uh, you know, I can't see as as well as I used to to tie knots and this and that. But he says, I got a good backup for you. My grandson, Jace Peterson, he won't miss a beat for you. He's the one that I think you should take as your partner for this year's tournament up on Rainy Lake. And I've uh, fished with Jace before a number of times. I, I know him well, and I know the, uh, the upbringing that he's had being around his grandpa and being around his dad and, and Craig and the whole Peterson family, and not only the Peterson family, but, I mean, uh, Jace also, you know, he's a, he's a multi-species guy, but he really loves the bass fishing, and he's involved in the bass fishing, uh, the college bass fishing teams, and he's got all kinds of buddies around the Bemidji area, too, that uh, have also helped him to teach him a lot of tricks as well. But, yes, we did. Uh, we won the tournament, and it was just an incredible two days on Rainy Lake, and to win that tournament with uh, a partner like Jace, who is, uh, he's 22 years old, and I'm 50 years old. So there's a 50-year <laughs> gap between the ages of us two. And so, but I guess uh, I couldn't have won that tournament without Jace. Uh, I needed to get some, we needed to get some younger blood in that boat. And uh, 
it's hard to compete with these young guys nowadays because they are they're so techy and so uh, good in so many respects. Uh, maybe they don't have gray hair, but they they understand the technology and the electronics and uh, things better than the older generation. But it's really good to have Jason uh, in the boat and and uh, this kid is is special. He he's uh, he's savvy in so many ways. He's only 22 years old, but he fishes like a like a seasoned veteran. Uh, and we put her together and uh, and got her done with uh, two big bags of smallmouth bass. Uh, and we actually set uh, the total weight record for that tournament with uh, one hundredth of an ounce under forty four pounds, wow. which is a four point four point four point four zero pound per fish. It's pretty what, good. Is, is what we weighed, weighed in. Yeah, that was uh, pretty incredible. And for me, you know, bass fishing all these years, especially smallmouth bass, it's pretty hard to put two two big bags together, uh, you know, con- consecu- consecutively. But we were able to do that and and dethrone the previous champions by uh, about a pound and a half. Yeah. And then uh, and then Trav uh, and. Uh Travis and Craig, yeah, Craig came yeah the brothers. The third place. Uh, yeah, they uh, they did extremely well as well. They ended up third in the tournament and had two big bags that they brought to the scales as well. And uh, so we had a we had a great time up in Rainy Lake, and our families were up there to support us. And uh, it's not that far from the Bemidji area. I mean, Bemidji's got awful good fishing here, but we like to get up on the border waters a, a few times a year and. And uh, enjoy that as well. Uh, fishing is always good up there, and the scenery, scenery is spectacular. Well, Jason, as, as bass anglers, I mean, that's a place you want to be. That is an incredible tournament. There's typically two. Last few years, we haven't been able to do both. Uh, but, um, you know, this is one of the two really big bass tournaments in Minnesota and, I, I guess, into Canada as well. Yeah, it really is. Uh, one thing that we noticed, like, Right off the bat, as you go in Friday to where you're fishing, and there's a huge crowd. And you kind of get up there, and you're kind of stunned by how many people are actually there, especially on a Friday. And this this uh, tournament, uh, the weather wasn't very nice to us the first day. It was raining. It was blowing about 20, 25 miles an hour, and there was still a big crowd that showed up. Uh, and then Saturday was was even better. I mean, the whole, we, we go through the tent. We have a tent ride. Uh, the top 10 goes through. And underneath the entire tent was people filled. I mean, there was no, it was all standing room, actually. It was it was a really cool experience. Uh, International Falls really shows out for those bass tournaments. And then Fort Francis as well, which we weren't able to fish this year, but next year we'll be, we'll be able to. Thank goodness we get that back. That's right. Those are two, again, those are two great tournaments, John. And for a long, long time have really brought, bought, brought out the who's who of bass fishing in the upper Midwest. Yeah, they, they really come from all parts of uh, Minnesota and actually a few from Wisconsin, too. And normally they come, there's about, oh, probably seven or ten teams come from uh, across the border. You know, the Canadians come. But this year, because of COVID restrictions, the Canadians, you know, were not able to enter uh, the U.S. But there was two teams that had, uh, they had, uh uh, citizenship on you know b- both sides, oh, okay. and so they were able to to fish. And last year's champions were 
were one of the teams, and they brought in a, a huge bag on day one, and nobody thought that anybody could knock them off on day two because they were on them again, on the big ones again. And, and even Jason and I, as we left the dock on you know being in second place on day two, we thought, hmm, well, looks like we're going to be fishing for second, you know, yeah. tr- trying to hold our spot at second because those guys are going to be really hard to, to catch. But anyway, we were really fortunate uh, this year. They had just opened the Canadian border to uh, for the Americans to traverse on the Canadian side of Rainy Lake just prior to the tournament, about oh, two weeks earlier or so. Earlier or so, and so therefore, they uh, Americans that have a Canadian license can traverse across uh, the 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 border, which is really half a Rainy Lake, and you can fish on the Canadian side if you have a Canadian license, as long as you do not touch shore. Or drop your anchor. If you drop an anchor, it's like you're, you know, touching their shore. So, mm-hmm. so that was the that, that's the regulations. And so, uh, I think that probably seventy percent of the teams fish Canadian waters because it hasn't been fished hard now for a couple of years. And Minnesota's side has been hit pretty hard here because of the of the COVID and all the restrictions that have been put on mm-hmm. the two countries. So, Jace. Tournament's over. You've won it now. What was your What was your secret? How'd you pull it off? Oh, it was a, It was kind of a mix of a little bit of everything. Uh, day one, we had we had terrible weather. Actually, it's probably one of the worst fishing weather wise days that I've I've ever experienced. Uh, we had high winds. We eventually started to get rained on about noon. Uh, that day, we were kind of we were stuck to fishing. Uh, we actually had to spot lock on a number of spots. And just kind of cast out the area. We were fishing mainly mid depth, uh, anywhere from six to fifteen to twenty feet. Uh, a lot of jigs and plastics on the bottom. Uh, day two, we threw we threw top waters a little bit and jerk baits, um, but for the most part, we used soft plastics, uh, like smaller swim baits. Uh, we kind of found out in practice that they were relating to minnows instead of crayfish. And I think that was more of a more of a fall pattern that we were falling back onto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we target, I mean, we use those moving baits that imitated uh, bigger minnows. Much more to come with the winners of the International Falls Bass Championship, Jason John Peterson. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're having a great conversation today with John and Jace Peterson. John is Jace's great uncle, and of course the Petersons are always battling it out in various bass tournaments. Sometimes the cousins are fishing together, sometimes it's father-son, sometimes grandfather-grandson, and in this case, great uncle, great nephew. 
So guys, there's a bunch of you Petersons who fish all these tournaments. And so my question is, what do you do? You just put the names, numbers in a hat and pull them out, or how do you choose who you're fishing with in the, <laughs> these Peterson battles? Well, it just seemed like my, you know my brother and I fished together for so many years. This goes it goes way back, you know, 50 years to be you know to be truthful, 45, 50 years. And uh, so we've always fished together in some of the major tournaments. And then uh, his his two sons, my brother's two sons, Travis and Craig, they're pretty close in age, and they've always fished together, and they're highly competitive all the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jace has got the interest, uh, you know, to fish, and and uh, very very good fisherman. So he's been kind of just waiting in the wings here for for somebody to, you know, like like his grandpa all of a sudden gave up his spot and it's like all right chase you're next in line step step in buddy that's right and he did i tell you what he 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 stepped in and and uh i got uh i fished quite a bit with chase in the past year but this kid has uh, learned a lot through the years and he's uh, really fun to fish but very very helpful uh he he could have run the whole show mm-hmm. he could have run the whole show uh, I knew I knew the spots. I've been up there a lot, and I've uh, uh, I had the spots, but I can't always catch them, you know. <laughs> but uh, this kid can this kid can catch them. I'll tell you what, and he's very helpful in the boat, and he can uh, he run the trolling motor pretty much the whole the whole tournament, and I run the run the main engine and went, jumped spot to spot to spot. We probably fished thirty different spots, and yeah, in, in we're two, up and in, down in two days, and. We were on the we were on the run and we got wet too. I'll tell you what we took probably thirty or forty of them over the bow, over the bow or the mm. front of the boat, and we couldn't keep our trolling motor in the water because it was so windy that uh, the trolling motor was out of the water about a third of the time. So we both had to stand up in the front of the bow of the boat in order to, you know, keep the trolling motor in the water to hold <laughs> hold our position. And when we did that, you know. Then, then the waves come over, over. Come over the bo- <laughs> over the bow, and uh, we we come back just a couple of drenched uh, rats. But uh, actually, it was a brutal day, and for everybody, not only us, it was a brutal day for everybody. But but we found fish that were in the wind, and we knew that they were the winning fish. The big ones were out there where where we wanted to fish. They're out in the big wind, and and of all the luck, the wind was in the in the worst possible position for us to fish this spot but it was like chase we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do it we're gonna have to see if we can do it yeah. and we got out there and and uh it was challenging but we started catching them right away and and we knew that we had to just hang in there and we paid the price but it worked out in the end so yeah. we, got, we got her done so how does the dynamic play out between the two of you um are you both open to hear what the other one has to say how does it how does that work I think so. Uh, I think what helped the most is obviously we fished quite a bit together in the past, but we spent uh, four or five days together just on the water pre-fishing. So by the time the tournament actually came around, we knew each other's tendencies. Uh, And we do, I mean, every time just fishing a spot or whatever, we'll be talking. I'll ask John, is this where you think we should be? And he'll reply with, yes, this is, you know, where we need to be or go shallower, go deeper. we never disagreed on anything, and I don't think we ever would. I mean, we trusted each other's instinct. Is I mean, like all of us. I mean, it goes down to Dad or my uncle Craig or Grandpa or my cousin Charlie. We all we all kind of think alike, and I think that makes. I mean, it helps, uh, and we that's why we fish so well together. You uh, have been you fished with your cousin 
yep. in tournaments. You fished with your dad in tournaments. I don't know if you ever fished with your grandpa in a tournament. I have. Yeah. Okay, and and now your uncle. That's right. Do you have a different role depending on who your partner is? Uh I don't. I don't think so. It's kind of. It's gotten to the point now where. From he's the, taken over. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's taken over the reins instead of sitting in the back, the back seat. He's he's getting in the front seat and running the trolling motors and reading the graphs. And no, he's uh, he, he's techy. He's smart. He's uh, he's pretty savvy. Very very savvy. I like to. I definitely like to know like you know what's going on, where we are, uh, especially just in the lake. I remember going to Rainy Lake and you'd look around and everything looks the same. And by the end of the day, you have no idea even where you are because dad or grandpa's running the boat. And now this year, I mean, even just running the boat, instead of sitting uh, in the passenger seat, I'd be almost on John's lap trying to try and read the gra- graph, trying to figure out where we are in the on the lake. And uh, no, by tournament time, we had we had a good idea of what we were going to do, and uh, it all it all worked out. All worked out. Yeah, it's, it takes uh, you know to, to win a tournament. Again, you know, to place high in a tournament, you know, is. It happens quite often, but to win a tournament, it, it, everything's got to, the stars have to line up, it seemed like, and, and it really did for us uh, those two days, and that's what it takes normally. It takes a it takes a little lucky break or two. You don't want to depend on luck. I mean, you yeah. really don't, but it, it, it does have to come into the picture just a little bit, and it did for us, you know, over the past couple of days, and mm-hmm. and uh, so we're real grateful f- for that, and uh, especially for... Uh, Jace, I mean, he's used to winning tournaments. You know, he's fished a lot of local tournaments around here, especially bass tournaments with the uh, bass fishing clubs and his uh, his uh, what do you call those? We have a we have Wednesday nighters through the through the bait shop in town that we fish every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah they have a great time summer. with that. Um, it, it's uh, it's really amazing to see the popularity of bass fishing. I mean, I remember thirty some years ago when your factory was. Behind your your house, house there, absolutely it was. Um, and and you know, you guys were telling me you guys love bass fishing, but that it wasn't that big a deal. It's a big deal now. It's a big deal now. Well, it's just fishing bass is very sporty. You know, uh, bass are not good to eat. Uh, they're you know they spend most of their time in the weeds, and and uh, I ate one one time when I was about fourteen. You know, and and I told my mother I never want to eat one of those again, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never have. Uh, but they are sporty; they're fun to catch. They're they're normally willing biters if you can find them, and they're feisty. They're good, uh, and and also a lot of times they're close to the shoreline. And when you're close to the shoreline, you can really enjoy a lot of the environment that that mm-hmm. lives around the shoreline. And to me, that's really important. You know, a lot of times when you're walleye fishing, you're out there in the middle of a lake or whatever, and the only thing you can see is is the horizons and seagulls. You know, mm-hmm. and whereas when you're fishing uh, fishing bass and and like like Rainy Lake, uh, it's just full of islands. And when you start uh, exploring some of these bays and around the islands and that, I mean, it's just a it's just a different view, and it's, it's just spectacular. A lot of people don't get to see that when you know when they're when they're fishing walleyes out into the you know the main basins of a lake they're they don't get back to see some of the beauties of of these lakes not only up there but even around you know the, the Bemidji area here we have a lot of gorgeous lakes as well and that's what bass fishing uh, and and pan fishing brings it gets you back in those bays and, and around those islands and uh, to see to really see the the lake. Entire uh, the totalitarian of the, of the lake. 
Yep. And Jace, I mean, you've obviously been taught to bass fish pretty much your whole life, but you've also fished them all. But you, you, you lean bass too. Yeah. Yep. No, the bass, bass has always been uh, bass fishing has always been my favorite. I know we we fish we fish walleyes in the spring, and then after it used to be the bass fishing would open uh, two weeks later, and once that bass fishing started, then we would would be bass fishing all summer long. And now they've switched it so you can fish bass when walleye season opens. So now it's almost, I'll fish walleyes at midnight, and then it's pretty much bass fishing <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. And some of my closest buddies, that's that's actually how I've got to know them, is just through bass fishing through the school and uh, through little league tournaments that we fish. Uh, and then some of the bigger amateur tournaments. Uh, we get to see them, you know, every other weekend and catch up and uh, met some of, some really good friends through it. Go ahead, John. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention here, Kevin, is and one thing about when you're fishing for smallmouth bass, you're uh, normally fishing, you know, hard bottom areas, and uh, it's amazing how many walleyes and pike that we catch, especially walleyes. Uh, they hang out in similar areas, you know, hard bottom around rocky terrain and and rocket rubble, and even on artificial bass, you know, jigs and plastics and, and uh, a lot of stuff that we actually manufacture ourselves that... Uh, artificial don't need any live bait and catch a lot of walleyes we caught walleyes up to seven pounds yeah. d- during the tournament and pike up to 15 pounds we mm, caught a lot oh. caught a lot of big pike uh you know a lot of like six to 12 pounders and uh and and, and bigger yeah and uh so yeah uh that's uh that makes it that makes a lot of fun uh and we've caught a number of fish now where when you hook one you actually know what it is if it's a bass walleye or northern just by the way the you know they the way they fight you so it makes it kind of interesting too well i've certainly uh, had a few friends who've taken me out bass fishing the last couple of years and so i i get it i'm oh yeah oh, i love it it's, <laughs> it's easy to get hooked isn't it <laughs> yep yep easy to get hooked this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson, having a great conversation today with Jace Peterson and John Peterson, the winners of the International Falls Bass Championship. And John, for you, I just wanted to bring this up. You and Duane ran Northland Tackle for many, many years, and obviously uh, it's grown and a uh, different kind of ownership structure now, but it's got to make you guys feel good to see a couple of your nephews uh, working for the Northland yeah, now. Yeah, no, I'm still involved over there. I'm still uh, part of the ownership, and and own the own the buildings and and uh I'm still on the board of directors but I give up my office uh about 5 years ago now uh but I'm still involved but uh yeah to see Jace and Charlie over there and and uh they're becoming uh, an intricate part of of Northland and uh the new management team that we have over there they they like the association and and uh the boys are learning a lot about you know the history of of that company, and they're bringing a lot of new good ideas, you know, to the to the, to the table uh, from their younger generation. And it's all about the younger generation and and uh, getting them hooked on fishing and 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 bringing products to the market that uh, that'll catch them. You know, mm-hmm. and we're really a multi-species company at Northland, and so now we're we're uh, you know trying to develop continue to be on the cutting edge of new developments and come up with new products uh, every year and, and we're doing that and we bought out a uh a bagley bait company here about a year ago and 
we're making some uh, major changes and innovations to that product line and bringing that to the market. It was uh, this is the first year that we uh, had it on the market and and uh, really couldn't get enough of them to to keep the shells f- filled this year. And but we're going to continue to promote and develop new baits for that product line as well. So. It's fun to see it continue to grow and flourish here in the Bemidji area and, and around the whole upper Midwest and in a few foreign countries. And it's been very, very satisfying for me as the guy that started and founded the company back in 1975. Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. 12. And I was, 20, I was 25 years old, so you can do the math and you know how old I am. <laughs> What, uh, Jace, for you has been, you know, I mean, obviously you've probably been around that building most of your life, but mm-hmm. then getting involved into the, in, in the middle of things, uh, what was the biggest surprise to you that you maybe didn't realize before? I think the biggest surprise was just how much goes into developing one specific lure. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not a six-month plan. It's not even a year plan. It's, I mean, it's almost a two- to three-year plan. Uh, I was able to be a part of part of the product development meetings, and we would talk out, you know, 2023, 2024, 2025, and that was really that was really interesting to me, just because we're trying to figure out, you know, what is that next new uh, hottest lure on the market, and to try to think that far ahead, but be, you know, number one in that category is is pretty cool to think about. I mean, just in the long run, John, from seventy five to what you're seeing now. What would have been a couple of the biggest changes? Well, obviously, you know the tech, the technology with the electronics and everything has really changed changed fishing, and put uh, probably a lot more pressure on them. But uh, it's also good to see. Back in the day, people were more interested in, and they were out there to, you know, to eat, you know, for eating. You know, they wanted to gather, you know, gather food. Mm-hmm. Food for the freezer. It was all about, you know, walleyes and perch as their primary focus, and uh, and it was to go out there and for meals, for food. And now that has changed, and more people are out there just sport fishing, and uh, you know, families and fishing with uh, with friends and neighbors and relatives, and and going on uh, a lot of trips, and bringing relatives and friends in. Up to this Bemidji area or wherever they're going to go and and make fishing a part of their their weekends or weeks vacation and uh, but it's been the technology has uh, changed a lot of things back in the day it was really basic you know just basic lead-headed jigs and spinners spinner rigs for walleyes and there wasn't much more in and in some some basic crankbaits but now through uh, through through time it's just Technology has brought so many innovative little materials and stuff, uh, and we're we're able to duplicate and match the hash of what these fish are 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 eating, and trying to fool them. And uh, sometimes they're hard to fool. <laughs> you know, they're just got their bellies full like us. Sometimes mm-hmm. we will, you know, we'll we'll deny a, a dessert, mm-hmm. and uh, hour later we're going to take that dessert. <laughs> And uh, but we're, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just it's just the t- technology has just raised the bar with everything, and now with the social media and uh, GPS, and uh, you can if you've got a hot fishing spot, you can get a GPS coordinate of it and and 
cell phone your buddy and give him that and and he can be out there in a half an hour right on the fish that you found and and instead of uh, that person going out there and spending three four hours to try to find a school of fish to catch all of a sudden you can put them right on them and so there's a there's a there's a lot of pressure on the resource right now and and uh you know the dnr has had to make some some adjustments along the way and they're going to continue to have to do that to Mm -hmm. uh to keep our fisheries uh healthy yeah well, you know, Jace, uh, I'm a little bit younger than your uncle. Not a lot, a little bit. <laughs> but when I was a kid, the electronics would basically be me sticking my head in the water and opening my eyes to see what was down there. That was the extent of electronics when we were young. So it, it is a different game in that regard, certainly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, guys, I always love talking to the Petersons because uh, it's just uh, always some great, great info and great insight, which I appreciate. One of the things I did want to bring up, I was looking at the uh, the the results top ten, Bro Brosdahl top ten bass angler. Oh, I didn't even right. know he knew what a bass was. Oh, no. oh yeah, Bro, don't uh, <laughs> oh don't so Bro. He's pretty he's pretty uh, versatile. He's mm-hmm. multi species, and that's what he has built his. Uh, I don't know. He is, you know, he's really known as a pan fisherman or yep. a walleye fisherman, but. Uh, He's always been competitive in that bass tournament up there, and he fishes with his wife, Heather. Yeah, Heather, yeah. And Heather can catch him, too. <laughs> if Bro puts puts her on him, she can catch him, and sometimes she outfishes Bro. He hates to admit it, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes she will. And they are the crowd favorites up there. They are, they love uh, uh, Bro and Heather, and uh, no, Bro, he can do it all. He yeah. is, uh, he's a multi-species guy, and one thing about smallmouth bass, they do hide out in a lot of the walleye spots, so he knows how to find them, and and Bro knows how to catch them, too. Well, what's up next for you, John? Well, I'm uh, in my retirement years, but I am still uh, still stay active uh, and take care of uh, my yard and just putzing around. And I'm a volunteer for a couple of nonprofit organizations, the Men Fish Sport Fishing Organization and also the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame. I've been on the board of their directors for uh, oh, three to five years now, so that takes up some of my time. But I, uh, in retirement, you're supposed to do what you want to do every day. Yes, and I try to do that as much as I can. But I still want to give back to, uh, especially the fishing industry that's been so good for me. Hmm. And uh, so that's what I'm doing, and uh, I'm enjoying life and traveling more than I ever have before. And uh, when you run a business, it's pretty hard to. You know, you're pretty much glued to it for, you can't do a lot of traveling. and But, uh, so I've been trying to catch up on some of that stuff that I've neglected, I guess, for a number of years of my life. and But I'm really enjoying my retirement, and I'm going to continue to fish fish as long as I possibly can. And, and uh, hopefully Jason and I can defend our championship up on <laughs> Rainy Lake That's right. in 2022. That's our mm-hmm. plan. And watch a little basketball in the meantime. Oh, I love I love sports. You know that. I like I love lumberjack sports. Yeah. I'm a big. Uh, oh yeah, I love yeah. football and especially basketball. And you'll always see me at the basketball game. Oh yeah, guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. I always call that spot. That's the that's the fish tank over there. You know, yeah. you know where I hang out. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jace? What's up next? Uh, actually, just had school start last week, so that the fishing gets put on the. As John described it a little earlier, it's not the back burner, it's just a side burner for right now. Uh, Got to focus on schoolwork. Uh, BSU Fishing League, or our bass club actually, we have a 
we have a couple fall tournaments that we got going on in September here, uh, and then it'll be you know straight to straight to bow hunting here in the fall, which I'm looking oh, forward to. Okay, all right. So, uh, what year are you at uh, BSU now? I'm a senior. At Is BSU. it already? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Those years go by a lot <laughs> faster than farther <laughs> along we're all in the planet. <laughs> Well, it's, I, I love, again, I love having the Petersons in. And it doesn't matter which ones. You guys are all fun to talk to. You all give me lots of good information. And you guys are just passionate about fishing, which, of course, makes for great interviews. I was just telling, uh, I think it was Hoove the other day, I'd love to get them all in a giant. I have to borrow every microphone in the radio station to do it. <laughs> but I'd love to get a huge table, yep. get all the Petersons in there, ask one question, step back, and about an hour later, hit stop. That's you right. John Peterson, Jace Peterson, the champions of the International Falls Bass Championships. Thanks for coming in, guys. Congratulations. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. What a great show that was. Got a good one tomorrow, too, as we shift from fishing to hunting and get ready for the 50th annual Bemidji Ducks Unlimited Banquet. We got the DU guys in for the next show and Dr. Andy Hafes from Bemidji State University as we ask the aquatic biologist another tough question. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen to this show whenever it's convenient for you. Once again, I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here today. Fish out, pop on your country, country.